This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, August 18th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Prospects for transfer tax. Court urged to reconsider E15 decision and stores told to drop Roundup. Now here's an editor's note. There'll be no weekly AgriPulse newsletter today or next week. The newsletter will return September 1st. There will be no daybreak the week of August 23rd. Daybreak will be back the week of August 30th. Grassley, inheritance tax plan is doomed. Senator Chuck Grassley, the top Republican of the Senate Finance Committee, says Democrats can't pass a tax proposal that is raising alarms with farmers. That includes a transfer tax on inherited assets that would nullify the benefits of stepped-up basis. I don't think they have the votes to do it, and I don't think you're going to find it in a bill that comes to the floor of the United States Senate, Grassley told reporters Tuesday. Senate Democrats haven't released the specific tax measures they plan to use to pay for their $3.5 trillion spending package, but President Biden has proposed to start taxing all capital gains at death. The tax liability on farms would be deferred for as long as they stay in business. The Senate voted 99 to nothing last week for an amendment sponsored by Senate GOP Whip John Thune, a South Dakota Republican, that called for preserving the current tax rules for transferring farms and businesses, including the full benefit of the step-up in basis for inherited assets. By the way, the partisan budget reconciliation package also faces a cloudy future in the House where Democrats are sharply divided. Nine moderate Democrats have called for the House to act on the Senate-passed infrastructure bill before taking up a budget resolution that's needed to move the larger and partisan reconciliation package. But House Speaker Nancy Pelosi notified fellow Democrats yesterday that the House will take up that resolution next week. While the bipartisan infrastructure bill offers important progress, it is not reflective of the totality of Democrats' vision, she writes. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. Located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top-quality legal services that achieve cost-effective results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. U.S. extends probe into organic soy imports. The Commerce Department's International Trade Administration will compete its investigation into whether organic soybean meal imports from India should be hit with duties later than planned. Commerce was due to wrap up its less-than-fair-value investigation by September 7th, but that deadline is now being pushed back to October 27th. The International Trade Commission already conducted a separate investigation and concluded that there is a reasonable indication that an industry in the United States is materially injured by reason of imports of organic soybean meal from India. 
India exported about $249 million worth of organic soy meal to the U.S. in 2020, up from $192 million in 2019. That's according to the Commerce. Refiners ready for another E-15 fight in court. The refining industry says it's not worried that the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals will reverse a ruling that blocked EPA from allowing summer sales of E-15. EPA doesn't have any different authority today than it did last month when the court ruled unanimously that the agency overstepped its bounds and decades of precedent by applying a Clean Air Act waiver to E-15, says spokesperson for the American Fuel and Petrochemical Manufacturers. The Biofuels Industry and National Corn Growers Association filed a petition yesterday asking for a new hearing on the July decision in which a three-judge panel ruled that the Trump administration didn't have statutory authority to approve E-15 usage year-round. Groups urge Home Depot and Lowe's to drop Roundup. Many environmental groups and other organizations are calling on Lowe's and Home Depot to stop selling Roundup with glyphosate before Bayer pulls it from the residential market in 2023. Bayer announced last month that it would stop using glyphosate and Roundup for purely legal, not safety reasons. It wants to reduce the number of lawsuits filed by people alleging that exposure to Roundup caused their non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. In letters to both companies, Friends of the Earth, Center for Food Safety, Sierra Club, and more than 100 other groups urged them to, quote, lead the industry by ending sales of Roundup and other glyphosate-based herbicides immediately. We also urge your company to not sell the reformulated Roundup products unless the replacement active ingredients are demonstrated to be truly safe for people and pollinators. In another attempt to reduce exposure to future litigation, the company just filed a petition in the Supreme Court seeking review of a federal appeals court decision that found federal pesticide law did not preempt state law claims of liability against Bayer. Neither Lowe's nor Home Depot responded to requests for comment. Wildland file fighters are guaranteed at least $15 an hour. Nearly 15,000 firefighters for the Interior Department and Forest Service will be paid at least $15 an hour under an initiative announced yesterday. The pay increase will go into effect immediately, retroactive to June 30th. The pay raise fulfills a pledge President Biden made when he announced a federal response to wildfires in June. The increase will benefit 3,500 of Interior's 5,000 firefighters and 11,300 of the Forest Service, 14,500. South African port hit again with cyber attack. The port of Durban in South Africa, the largest port in sub-Sahara Africa, and a major destination for fruit, vegetables, nuts, wine, and poultry, was hit earlier this month with a cyber attack for the second time this summer, again resulting in a drastic reduction in productivity. The attack, quote, crippled the flow of goods in and out of the country just days after unrelated civil strife in the country shut down all activity at the port, that according to a report from USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. 
The container terminals were hit the worst by the latest cyber attack, but bulk shipments of rice, corn, and other grains were also affected. Here's today's He Said It. The Senate has had unilateral control over the infrastructure bill. If we want House priorities to be considered, we cannot let the same thing happen in reconciliation. That House Transportation and Infrastructure Chairman Peter DeFazio, a Oregon Democrat, calling for the House to delay action on the infrastructure bill until moving the bigger and partisan reconciliation measure. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, August 18th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.